Hey y'all, welcome to another brief episode of Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. Um, I am Princess Zelda today. That's who I'm going to be, Princess Zelda. The doll who is always kidnapped but super powerful and doesn't always rely on a man to save her. She can actually shave herself. So I am Princess Zelda today. And I just want to stop in real quick, have a little convo give you some quick updates, and then let you hear the last episode of the year of The Anything Show. So, first things first. Um, I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas if you don't end up listening to this until after Christmas. Or maybe Christmas isn't a thing in your time period. And if that is the time period and I happen to be cryogenically frozen, please wake me up. I would like to see what the world is without Christmas and how it changes. But Aside from all of those things, I want to let you all know that starting January 1st, the very first of 2022, um, you can start listening to Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy episodes that I am recording with you guys in mind. The first one's going to feature John from the Anything Show, Mr. John Francois himself. And then the second episode is going to feature somebody who does some of my favorite adult content online. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you watch and listen to him as well. I'll leave his name a secret, but it'll be quite interesting and it'll be fun. And also, I'm going to take a different approach to the show that I hope you all enjoy. So, Keep an eye out. Well, keep an ear out because it's only going to be audio for me. I don't think you guys want to see my face on camera. You can see my feet, though. Found my OnlyFans and boom, there you go. Aside from all of that, though, I hope you all have a happy holidays. I hope that you all are being safe and taking care of yourselves. And I will talk to you the beginning of 2022. So enjoy the Anything Show, y'all. Have a great year. Bye. Hey, y'all. So I recently had a thought. I looked down at my hands and I was like, aw, they look like two slick, glistening baby seals that just came out the water. And I would have been really happy about that if my hands had just been in something luxurious like bamboo water or liquid gold. But this was just the sweat on my hands. My hands were just sweaty. And it's something that happens naturally for me. I have sweaty palms and it's no fun. But the funny thing, I started trying a product three days ago for one of our sponsors, Carpe. And I started using their antiperspirant hand lotion. It's a hand lotion specifically designed to help your palms stop being so sweaty. And it works. I've been using it for three days and since the first application, it just took a little drop of the hand lotion on the palms of my hands. It rubbed in in seconds and smelled great. And I noticed my hands were already feeling drier and not drier as in cracked or unmoisturized skin. This was just a natural soft dry. Ever since then, I mean, it's only been three days, but ever since then, I've been enjoying it and enjoying the fact that my hands are less sweaty. So 
If you are somebody who's out there who can or has dealt with sweaty palms, extra perspiration, including your groin, your breast, your stomach, your face, your underarms, everywhere, Carpe might be for you. So I would say go check them out. Go to mycarpe.com. It's Carpe spelled C-A-R-P is in Peter E dot com and use the offer code anything to save 15% on your first order. Oh, let me tell you how frustrated I am with my mouth. My mouth feels so plain, boring, bland. I need some spice to liven it up. And thankfully, our good friends at Heart Soul Heat know what to do to really make my mouth going. They are the creators of Ghost Honey. Ghost Honey is 100% American-made hot honey. It's ghost pepper, infused raw honey, and it's going to be great on foods like pizza, fried chicken, rice, you name it. Ghost Honey is going to be right there for you. And for fans of the Anything Show with Jean-Francois, here's a special deal you got to take advantage of. 50% off your first order with a code anything at heartsoulheat.com use the promo anything at checkout you're going to get half off because really when it comes to your mouth we got to get spicy the Magic 97.7 Studios in Lindenville, Vermont. This is the Anything Show with John francois Stand by and remain cautious. Back to a regular show. John francois here with Andrew Vanderton from the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast. Hello, Andrew. Howdy. Yes, howdy there, cowboy, as we uh, get to something. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're speaking to Annette Smith later on, Andrew. She's a wonderful podcaster, host of Music Junkies, where she is asking me and Andrew about our five favorite songs and what they mean to us. So you'll hear that segment later on on the Anything Show. For our celebrity gossip, how much money will Farrell turn down for the Elf sequel? Let's get viral. We're going to hear about reverse porch pirates. For our headlines, uh, we're going to figure out how we pronounce Omicron, obviously the newest COVID-19 variant. Listen, subscribe, follow, rate, review The Anything Show with John francois wherever you get podcasts, facebook.com slash The Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. You can find us on YouTube under The Anything Show with John francois Shot glasses and keychains are available. $10 for a glass, $5 for the keychain. Send me a DM if you will. Okay, Andrew, I guess we shall get started with some headlines. You ready to go? Let's do it. Yes. Alrighty, uh, like we said, Omicron, the new COVID-19 variant, and you might be wondering how to pronounce it. As you can tell from me saying it, Andrew, I pronounce it Omicron, uh, but is there a certain way you pronounce it? Yes. I am calling it COVID Optimus Prime. <laughs> you know what? I, yo, I was just saying the other day, like Omicron sounds like a Transformers robot. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, this is exactly what it sounds like. As soon as I heard somebody say Omicron, I'm like, what? They went to Cybertron and got it? Yeah. Now, is Optimus Prime in Transformers, is he the hero or the villain? He is the hero. He is a Transformer. 
Okay, so yeah, maybe not a good idea to have a negative association with such a heroic guy as Optimus Prime. Uh, but uh, apparently, um, you know, there are many pronunciations that people are giving to Omicron, the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. Uh, alphabet? Ugh, I don't know what that means. Uh, so some people may pronounce it Omicron and Omicron. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary includes Omicron. So many ways to pronounce it, Andrew. And uh, you said that you immediately had a flashback to college when you heard about this whole Omicron business. I did. Immediately had a flashback to college at Greek week when everybody's pledging at fraternities and you see all these random weird shapes around you like that's the language. That's what I felt like as soon as I heard Omicron. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to understand what's happening now. I hope in your memories it includes togas where we could see up everybody's under things. Oh, no, I had fun at the toga party. Oh, did you now? Okay. I did. I didn't pledge, but I pretended to be one during them. Nice. Yeah, you're probably looking at the the, 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 the closest hottest guy and was like, oh, I can see your Zeus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, your staff? It looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can Greek my alphabet anytime. Oh, God. Hey, uh, speaking of all things uh, words and Omicron and COVID-19, Merriam-Webster, the dictionary people, they just announced its word of the year for 2021. Not surprisingly, Andrew, it is vaccine. And uh, your thoughts on this? Um, first, I had to know, is that dictionary company based in the United States? Because, I believe so. Okay. Vaccine is a heated word right now, so I can see why it's there. Yeah. I was just saying, like, you know, now that we know that vaccine is the word of the year, half of the country loves that. Half of the country hates that. So there you go. Let's let's fight it out until the end. I just want somebody to go down to the dictionary place and protest, like, you're going all this thought wrong or whatever they say at those protests, I want them to do it. Yeah, exactly. The pro-vaccine people, you know, come with their needles uh, that, that gives you the vaccine and the anti-vax people, they come with their, uh, what's that horse vaccine that Joe Rogan likes to take? <laughs> the ivermectin that's eating everybody's brains. Oh my gosh. Oh God. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Ew. All righty, let's go to Christmas. In a new survey, the average person says they decide if they like a Christmas present within 14 seconds. Now, Andrew, I'm a simple guy. If it involves money, I don't even need a timer. I'm going to kiss you, make out with you, have sex with you within a millisecond because you gave me my damn cash. That's me. As soon as I get the money or if I hand you money, there's no way you can be disappointed. I handed you opportunity. But if I send somebody a present, which is rare, it's directly from Amazon, so I don't even have to see their reaction. Mm -mm -mm. Hey, Andrew, are you a real Christmas tree person or a fake Christmas tree person? I love the real trees. Okay, you know what? I, I, I'm I hearing more and more, especially ever since I moved to Vermont, that you know real Christmas trees are the thing because it has that pine smell, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and, and, and in fact, a recent survey was asking if like buying a real or fake Christmas tree is better for the environment. Now, experts say that buying a real tree every year works better, but it's just a little bit better. It's not as much better as you might think. Now, Andrew, I, what do you think about this? Because I grew up in a fa family in Connecticut, and they just said, you know what? screw it, we're going to go to Walmart, we're going to buy ourselves an artificial fake tree, and then we're going to be good. So the fact that the real Christmas tree is only a little bit better for the environment, you know, it's actually great news for someone like me who does the, 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 the fake tree thing. Now, I'm going to suggest that everybody gets a fake tree. I do like real trees. I just don't feel that everybody needs to have a real tree. Yeah. When it's a chance to take care of it properly, don't bring it in your home. 
And then two, if you're not getting it from a responsible source, don't buy it. But yeah, I, I do like having. Okay, that's fine. You know, my girlfriend and her best friend, who I live with here in Vermont, they're originally born and raised in Vermont. So for them, real Christmas trees, like, that's all they know because Vermont is very rural and you have, like, a a billion Christmas tree farms you can access. So, of course, when they, you know, look at my whole fake fake Christmas tree ass, they're just like, okay, yeah, you do that and we'll continue to do what we do every year. So I, I pretty much have no choice. I mean, they can cut down the tree if they want. They can they can they can get their 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 muscles, their big sweaty muscles and and bring that tree back to the house if they want and spend like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on it. Because I know for a fact those real Christmas trees are more expensive than the fake ones. Oh, way more expensive. Unless you go out to your neighbor's house and cut it down in your own. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. And it dies, too. It dies. Doesn't it die, like, shortly after you take it down after Christmas? Put a little vodka in the water, and it'll last a lot longer. Are you being serious? I am 100% serious. Put a little vodka in the water, not a lot, but with the regular water in the tree, maybe a shot or two, and the pine needles will actually stay on the tree longer and look healthier. Wow. All right. Well, Christmas tree tips from Andrew. I did not expect this on the Anything Show this week. This is nice. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, a, a new poll, Andrew, asked what we can give to a person who has everything. And I, uh, we all have that difficult person in our life that we cannot shop for. Do you have that person? Totally do. It's me. Oh, it's you? Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so, uh, Andrew, I'm so discouraged and I'm so, I, I, I cannot stand myself. Because I'm just, I, I can't shop for myself. Ugh. Well, how can I top last year, Andrew? What is wrong with you, Andrew? <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's the self-talk that you must be having with yourself. I'm not joking. That's actually the immediate thoughts I have whenever I try to buy myself something. Yeah. Well, chocolate, holiday gift baskets, and gift cards are what's said to be the gifts that are perfect for people who have everything and you just cannot find a way to shop for them for the holidays. I mean, do you agree with, with those three gifts? Yeah. Because I'll tell people, give me Tic Tacs with peanut butter as a present. Don't buy me anything else. Tic Tacs with peanut butter? Is that what you said? Tic Tacs. Oh, oh, Kit Kats. Oh, give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. now, my question to you, Andrew, if you're so keen on chocolate and peanut butter, why not just get the Reese's instead of the Kit Kat? It's not the same. That's uh, a different ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. And it's not acceptable. You know what, Andrew? I kind of see where you're coming from because I feel like the Kit Kat and the peanut butter, I feel like the Kit Kat is the chocolate equivalent of the carrot and the peanut butter is the uh, peanut butter equivalent of the dip. You know you know how you have like carrots and dip? I feel like uh-huh. chocolate and peanut butter is the unhealthy, delicious version. That's exactly it. 100% on money. I uh, nailed it. All right, uh, Pillsbury. Oh, home of that adorable doughboy and all those cookies and treats and whatnot. So Pillsbury for the holiday season, Andrew, they're going to have a new candy cane-flavored sugar cookie dough, which will be available at stores throughout the holiday season. Boy, you know, I hope that, you know, if they're, like, commercializing this candy cane-flavored sugar cookie dough, I hope that they got the Pillsbury doughboy in the commercial. He's wearing a candy cane shirt, and I hope he's a, a, a hundred times more adorable than he already is, because every time I look at the Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy, Andrew, I want to tickle him. I want to laugh with him. I just want to take him in as my pet. No, see, I hope they give us a Pillsbury Dough Girl and make the candy cane swirl her hair. You know what? You know what? That would be great. That would be great. And, and, and I think for the sake of fairness, it's about time. 2021, let's get a Pillsbury Dough Boy that we can tickle and a Pillsbury Dough Girl that uh, uh, 
what what can I say that won't get me uh, uh, th- thrown away by the Me Too people? <laughs> I don't know. What what can I say? Um, we could uh, we could hug her and appreciate her her feminism. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, ask for consent. The consent dough girl. Yeah. Like, look, you have to ask for consent before you eat these cookies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what, Andrew? The holiday season. It is time. It, it is that time of year for porch pirates. Porch pirates are on the loose, uh, so get ready. If you guys got, like, big Amazon packages coming to your house for the holidays, uh, get them as quickly as possible before those porch pirates steal them. And the website, safewise.com, has a list of the worst cities for package theft this year. Uh, You have Denver, that's number one. You have San Francisco, number two. Then you have Salt Lake City, Seattle, San Antonio, Texas, Austin, Portland, Oregon, Greenville, South Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, and where I'm from, Andrew, Hartford, Connecticut. So I feel like I'm not going to go home at any point this year during the holidays because I don't want my packages stolen. Right. You're going to get poached off the porch. Now, do you have like a rise in porch pirates in Rochester, New York? Is that a big problem there? Not really because a lot of people here have guns. So oh. a lot of people don't go on other people's property. Okay. All right. <laughs> Never mind. You know, you, you, you go up to a, a, a doorstep in Rochester, New York as a porch pirate. Get ready to end your life by that second. There are a few neighborhoods. Don't you go over there and knock on the door. All righty. Um, and I think let's uh, let's wrap up our headline segment with some holiday treats that I'm like meh about. Uh, Andrew, do you know the uh, Walmart, the Walmart? That's how that's how they're called. Uh, they're coming back with the Hostess Twinkie Making Kit, which allows you to bake a gigantic Twinkie to feed your entire family. How do you feel about this? I personally love Twinkies. I heard that Twinkies can survive a nuclear apocalypse, so I'm making one to fit inside, and I'll survive. You know what? Funny you say that, because as a kid, like when I saw other kids like having Twinkies with their lunch at school, I was envious. I was like, oh, my God, how can I have that? And, of course, I had parents who were Christian and boring and like, oh, no, that's too sugary. No, just have an apple and a sandwich. And, um, you know, finally, when I got grown enough to buy my own Twinkies, I'm sorry, Andrew. I mean, it's just sugary, spongy garbage. It's not really what I thought it would be when I was a kid. Yeah. You know the funny thing about it? A uh, Twinkie is actually vegan because that cream inside is not green. There is nothing about that that's actually healthy for you. But I'll eat it, get diabetes, and eat it again. Yeah. And what's going to also give you diabetes probably from McDonald's. And this is something I'll actually vouch for. McDonald's is going to bring back the festive holiday pies, which basically look like rainbow speckled hot pockets. So uh, unlike an actual hot pocket, though, you, you have the vanilla custard fitting, filling. And uh, I did try the uh, holiday pie from McDonald's, I think, last holiday season. And, you know, you don't want to try like two or three of them. Uh, one is just fine. But I was like, you know what? This is this is this is very frosty and creamy and delicious. I, I liked it. Have you have you tried the festive holiday pie from Mickey D's? I, I haven't. I've been on a little boycott of the McDonald's for a while, but. I may give it a try if it's it's like fully vegan. I don't know. All right. Well, you know what, McDonald's, uh, I may uh, trash you. I may say that you're awful, that you are the fast food equivalent of heroin. And Andrew uh, believes, I guess, that as well. But just like heroin, I keep on coming back for more, baby. All right. uh, No, say no to heroin. I'm not advocating heroin, Andrew. I just want to clarify that. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Yeah, j just just watch. There's going to be a high uh, percentage of heroin users this holiday season because John Francois said, yeah, McDonald's, heroin, take it. You are going to be the start of the new pandemic, Dad. I don't <laughs> like that. The poster child for uh, viruses and drug use. Wonderful. It's my calling. <laughs> All right. If you have a headline you want to share with me and Andrew, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show. Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. YouTube under The Anything Show with John Francois. Let us know what crazy headline you might want to have us share right here on The Anything Show. All right, Andrew. Um, we have not done this segment in quite a damn minute, and I'm so glad to bring it back. Let's check out the viral videos of the week. You ready? All right, let's get viral. Let's start off with, <laughs> oh, I love this, because uh, I know some people who are in consulting. Uh, I, I, have you ever asked yourself, Andrew, what does a consultant actually do? <laughs> yes, I have asked. <laughs> and have you ever gotten the answer? Never. I've never gotten an answer, and I've worked as a consultant before, and I was just told, answer the phone and say, please hold. Okay, well, you know what? Someone on TikTok uh, was basically giving us a demonstration of how to explain what a consultant actually does. Take a listen. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Make Max. Uh, in this context, there can be multiple definitions of consulting just based on your client's needs and your firm's uh, needs and wants and um, growth trajectory. Uh, but I do want to make sure that we get a clear answer for you and definition so we can provide an update uh, during our next report out. Um, so I'll circle back with my team and dig into um, the resources and data a little bit more so we can uh, put together kind of a comprehensive understanding and outline what that looks like in the context of the work we're doing together. Um, yeah, thanks again for the question, though. That'll be very helpful for us all to uh, have a clear definition moving forward. Yeah, so that totally wasn't a vague, runaround, wordy answer that you typically get from customer service, Andrew. She sounds like every boss I've had in a bad job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've had bosses, past, present, future, who will be like, um, be, when, when I simply ask, like, hey, if I, if I work for you for the weekend, uh, will I get paid? And instead of giving me a simple yes or no, because they run things and they know they can say yes or no simply, they're just like, well, you know what? We have to kind of dig into our policy because it's not really something that we've explored in the past. There are certain rules. I got to look at the handbook and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, yes or no. You run things. Let me know if I'm being paid to work overtime this weekend. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to stop them like, so is that a yes or a no? What's happening here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, earlier during our headline segment, Andrew, we were talking about porch pirates and how evil they are this holiday season. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's actually a, a, a term called reverse porch pirates. Uh, and these are people that are kind enough to notice a package being dropped off at a stranger's house. And because they're looking out for that stranger, they're literally like going to the stranger's house, you know, kind of knocking on their door or like saying, sending them a message on their ring doorbell system and saying, hey, uh, just to let you know, your, your package is here. Your package is here. We, we don't want anybody to steal it from you. Your package is here. Uh, so here's a, an example of a reverse porch pirate. Here we go. Um, yo, you guys got a guys, package at your door? You have a package right here. Show it to them. Come get it so nobody takes it. I, which I will hide it for you in your mailbox. The package is in your mailbox! We put your package in your mailbox. Peace out. I love your house. Now, you put your hand on your chest, Andrew, and you have this big awe facial expression. Like, So what do you think about the reverse porch pirate? If that is the 
cutest thing ever. I feel like these people were a little extra, <laughs> but a little bit. This is the cutest thing ever to do. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, give those people a yacht this holiday season because that's really the spirit of the holidays is looking out for your your fellow man or woman. Yeah, I mean. The fact that they said it so loud that we hid it in the mailbox, that somebody was going to poach it, now they know where it is. Yeah, right. It was so really good. Oh, how sweet. And you know what? Speaking of uh, all things shouting into a stranger's ring doorbell system to send them a message. This is another one. Now, Andrew, this is a question I will usually get by a stranger on the street. So imagine uh, a stranger coming up to your house, literally ringing your doorbell and you greet them, and you think, oh, they're probably asking if I want to be, like, a part of the Jehovah Witness program, but no, they ask you this question. You got $20 for a pack of cigarettes. Huh? You got $20 for a pack of cigarettes. No. All right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Literally, someone coming up to your house, hey, do you have $20 for a pack of cigarettes? Like, who, do, who, who does that? Oh, oh my God, that... I need to see the video. I feel like I would die laughing into my ring camera as soon as somebody did that. Yeah. Like, and, and, and feel, feel free to see the video because uh, it's it's just a, I w- I'm sorry, I, I would say a homeless looking person who is like, oh, you have a pack of cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's exactly the same as I was I would encounter on the street because usually when I have strangers and encounter me and ask me that on the street, I say no. And they're like, oh, okay, sorry, thank you. So, like, uh, uh, making the effort to go to someone's house to ask them that, it's like, that, that's very uncommon. It really is. I would personally roll them a pack of cigarettes. Like, here you go. I can roll these for you for being so bold. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to appreciate how assertive they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not many people do that. Uh, hey, lastly, in our headline, no, not, not our headlines. Lastly, in our viral video segments, oh, my God, Andrew, I... I'm usually uh, one person who can be cold when it comes to adorable baby videos. But even I was like, oh, my God, this is the sweetest thing ever. Um, are, are, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen or heard this yeah. video? Uh, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So an adorable toddler keeps saying I love you to his big brother who's heading out the door and back to college after the holiday. I mean, the back and forth that these two have, not only are you like, aw, but it really just made me laugh in like the, the best way possible. Bye, Rome. I love you. That's just great. I mean, it's like not only is it cute, but the fact that you have a baby that's smart enough to like know like that exchange of dialogue, like, oh, yeah, when Big Brother says I love you, I say I love you back. It's like, you know, oh my God. I mean, I, look, I'm, I, I got to confess, Andrew, me me and my girlfriend, we, we have talked about wanting children someday. And when you see videos like that, you're just like, oh, God, Tony, maybe we should start now. This is just too much. <laughs> I love it. I love the baby. I love the Big Brother. This is fun. It's very, but I didn't get that as a kid because me and my brother were almost the same age. We just thought, this is cute. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's an example that we should follow. As brothers, as siblings, don't fight. Just say, I love you constantly. Yeah. Love it. Great thing for the holiday season. All right, if, if you have a viral video you want to send us, facebook.com slash anything show, Instagram, TikTok at anything show Francois. Maybe you want to shout us out on YouTube under the anything show with Jean Francois. All right, John here with uh, Andrew. 
Um, let's see. Coming up later on, like I said, we have a great, great, great uh, in-depth, fun, quirky conversation with Annette from the Music Junkies podcast. I have to confess, uh, Annette did not come on our on our show. We came on Annette's show, and because uh, we had such a fun time, Andrew, I'm just basically uh, taking her segment and using it on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is, it a, is that a bad thing? I don't think it is. Annette, we heart you, so... Oh, God, yeah. she, she was so great. We, we, we got so honest uh, about things that maybe I regret being honest about, but whatever, you know. It felt good. That's all that matters. Yeah, but once you hear it, you can't unhear it. So, ha Exactly. It's like a stain in your ears that you just never want to get out, you know? <laughs> that, that big ball of earwax that is just so stuck inside your ears that takes like 50 years to finally get out. And then, and then when you get it out, it's like a yarn ball. You know, it's a yarn earwax ball. I am very afraid but interested in seeing an earwax ball. Oh, my sister has had plenty of them over the years because she is notorious for having awful, nasty ears that she rarely cleans. She'll tell you that. Oh, oh no. Yeah, she literally uh, had a hearing problem for a while and she had to go to the doctor to figure out what the hell was going on. And the doctor did some digging and he pulled out like the biggest earwax ball ever. And she started hearing just great again. Like that's how bad, that's how bad her earwax problem is. Oh no. Yeah. It's not serious. It's just, she needs to clean her ears more often. That's what she needs to do. Okay. I can understand. Yeah. If you ever need someone who is meticulous, got you exactly shouts out to my sister Nadley. all righty um so yeah we're gonna have uh, annette from the music junkies podcast come up later on that's coming up after our celebrity gossip but first let's acknowledge our sponsors for a bit this is the anything show hang on we'll be right back so one thing that i have truly believed is that art removes the mundane dust of everyday life from our souls cleans it right off better than a mr clean eraser And I want to take some time and talk to you guys about a great gallery called the Wild Gallery. It's wild spelled W-Y-L-D. The Wild Gallery is a gallery in Austin, Texas, and it features art by Native American artists. One piece that I want to talk to you about that I saw on the Wild Gallery website, which is just simply wild, spelled W-Y-L-D dot gallery, is Thoughts of Home. It's a painting by Dylan Caven, and it's an expressionist painting to me because there's tons of emotion behind it, of a man, and all we see is his profile. It's colored almost like the patina or rust on a copper coin, like a penny. And you see this intense look in this gentleman's eyes, along with lines and wrinkles and every bit of his life experience showing on his face. When I look at it, one of the things that I immediately think of is me going through a terribly long day, trial, event, or whatever it could be, and all is on my face at the end of the day is take me home. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Just take me home. That may not be the true meaning behind Dylan's painting, 
but it is something that evokes emotion in me when I see it. And I'd like to share that with y'all. So if you are interested in checking out the Wild Gallery, all you have to do is go to their website, which is wild, spelled W-Y-L-D dot gallery. And you can also get in touch with Ray Donnelly of the Wild Gallery if you are interested in seeing a painting in person. To reach Ray, his email is Ray, spelled R-A-Y, at wild.gallery. Or you can give him a call at 512-657-6583. If you get a chance, it will change your life. Please check out the Wild Gallery. Okay, well, obviously we love to laugh, but have we ever really thought about the people who make us laugh for a living? The science behind what they do? Let me introduce you to Behind the Bits with Scott Curtis, where you get to learn everything there is about the stand-up comedy profession. He's had greats like Corey Ryan Foster, Tom Dreesen, who I especially enjoyed because of his connection to the 70s comedy store boom in Los Angeles with Letterman, Leno, etc. Scott Curtis is the guy you want to go to for all the stand-up comedy interviews because he has won the Discover Pods Annual Award for Best Interview Style Podcast. Follow Behind the Bits on Twitch to watch his interviews live and unedited twitch.tv slash behind the bits. And of course, you can find Behind the Bits wherever you get your podcasts. This week's episode was brought to you by Art Legends and History Podcast. If you want to learn history like what was pop art, who was Andy Warhol, and why did that guy paint a can of soup, this is the show for you. You can find Art Legends and History wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time for some celebrity gossip, and we start off, Andrew, with Face on Love. Uh, a wonderful uh, black actor who I have not heard of since The Parenthood. Have you ever watched that Robert Townsend sitcom from the 90s, The Parenthood? <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, I think he was like Robert Townsend's best friend in that uh, show. Um, and apparently he was in the Elf movie with Will Ferrell, a movie that I have not really seen in full ever. I've only seen like snippets of it on TV, but I hear good things about it. Now, face on love from Elf, he is still trying to wrap his head around the fact that Will Ferrell, get this, he turned down $29 million to do a sequel of Elf. Faison said, quote, I was surprised he turned down that much money, but it must be good to be white, end quote. Um, now, I don't know. I mean, look, in my opinion, Andrew, I was like, whoa, okay, where, where the hell did race come from? Because I know Will's reasoning for n- turning it down. He just said, hey, I don't think the, the, the sequel that they were proposing was going to be up to par. The quality was going to be good. So I just said, eh, you know, let me just turn it down and, and do something that I'll be proud of. But you're saying uh, you, you see Faison's point, right? I actually do see his point. Now, I understand why Will Ferrell says he doesn't want to do the mo- new movie. For him, the money wasn't the factor for him doing the movie. It was the enjoyment of doing it. For Faze on Love, I remember an interview that he did shortly after Elf came out, and people realized how much money that movie made, and he only made about, I want it was like ten or $20,000 initially. Jesus. Rolling the movie. Like, it was super low. And they based it on him just being a, like, background actor, essentially. He didn't really get much money. So for now, it's like, hey, this movie that is massive has a chance to come back out, which means everybody can make tons more money. I can see why he's like, oh, well, it must be nice for him to not have to worry about that because he has the privilege to not care. Wow. Well, good point. You know what? Like you said, uh, compared to what Will Ferrell made from Elf, you said Faison basically got what? 
He got shafted like thirty bucks. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he got thirty bucks in a hot cocoa. That's that's essentially what he got. Hot cocoa. Oh boy! All right. You know what? Uh, speaking of movies that we watch and love, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, the House of Gucci movie right now is getting press. It's uh, the movie about the Gucci family, starring Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. Now, the Gucci family themselves is not happy with House of Gucci. They issued a statement calling the movie quote. Extremely painful from a human point of view and an insult to the legacy on which the brand is built today. Now, I mean, this makes me want to see the movie even more because initially I was going to see the movie because I heard that there was like a nice steamy sex scene in the beginning between Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. But uh, you uh, have a different perspective, Andrew. What was your perspective? Um, My one thing is just like, hey, did we address the racism that has plagued Gucci forever? And also, I think Gucci is very basic fashion, so I don't support their house. So, uh, two things. Tell me how Gucci is basic, and tell me how they're racist. Well, one of the things that is racist through Gucci's own marketing was a blackface-esque mask and picture that they promoted on their website. It was actually a ski mask. And then they also have their factors that they have supported anti-black communities with some of their donations. Wow. Um, the Gucci Foundation. Such as who? Which communities did they support? That, I don't have the full details because mm-hmm. I read the report and I read it on a few different black news websites and I'm right. like, oh, I'm not so fan of this. But this came out all around the same time that they had the mask that was promoted through one of their campaigns that people associated with blackface. Mm. So, a lot more of that came out. I did enough research on my own just going through some of their old marketing campaigns in different journals that were published where I was like, hmm, this really isn't the fashion company for me. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. You, you, you got your opinion there. You, you, you shop where you're comfortable. That's that's what I say. All right. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, if there's anything that makes us both comfortable, Andrew, it's just the idea of raunchy holiday movies. And VH1 is basically they're, – they're basically the anti-Hallmark channel this holiday season. So whereas Hallmark is like, oh, we're going to do wholesome, family-friendly, cheesy, romantic holiday movies, VH1 is just like, hey, we're going to do, uh, the, you know, uh, holiday – movies for the rated r crowd and we're gonna have sex drugs drag queens strippers gangster rappers now personally look as someone who uh, associates christmas with childhood and wholesomeness i prefer the wholesome christmas but uh andrew what did you say about this uh, naughty or nice lineup of raunchy movies i am watching all of it it sounds like my daily life how, um, how, how so <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, any given moment, I could be around a drug dealer, a drag queen, somebody who's a prostitute. We don't know. Oh, my God. Now, is this because you're in Rochester, New York, or is this because of your own choice? My own choice. And my friend group, people know who you are and what you do. Well, well, hey, I'll say this. I mean, you know, the the Rocky Holiday movies where they get explicit with the sexual stuff. I mean, you know me, Andrew. I'm I'm obsessed about sex just as much as the next guy, and I, that that's the visual version. But of course, we all know that if y'all want just an audio version of some sexual erotic goodness, me and Andrew both recommend that you tune into the Mermaid and the Lion podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh- I believe season three is out right now. So uh, if you're looking for like erotic, urban, raw, romantic drama, go there until VH1 uh, has its naughty or nice thing uh, going on. Because I don't even know if they're playing those movies right now. So if they're not, 
I urge you, start off with some Mermaid and the Lion in your ears, and then you'll build up to, you know, as VH1 says, sex, strippers, and drugs. I 100% agree, and VH1, you better be showing Friday after next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shouts out to the Mermaid and the Lion podcast for supporting the Anything Show. Uh, find them wherever you get podcasts for that erotic storytelling goodness that you yearn. You yearn for your ear holes. All righty, we go to Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, my God. Of course, we all know that Nicolas Cage is a very strange actor, both in the movies and out of the movies. So when I heard that he was going to be playing Dracula, I was like, oh, this is like, you know, putting toothpaste on a toothbrush it, it just seems to fit so perfectly with Nicolas Cage now Andrew you actually are turned on by Dracula aren't you I find Dracula to be very romantic somebody who wants to see the demise of the human race and turn him into his own species here for it he could buy me a rose and I'm going home with him <laughs> Okay, so I have two questions. One, uh, besides the fact that he wants to uh, wipe out the human race, let's get to that in a bit. Uh, what about his personality do you find romantic? I mean, do you just think that, oh, my God, he sucks the blood off people's necks. That's just great. Well, you know, he's very cold. He understands what calculating is. He's not swayed by the emotions of the heart. It's like that go out and get it mentality he has that I really find attractive. Okay. And uh, the fact that he wants to wipe out the human race, I assume, because you hate people? Is that what you're saying? It's not that I hate people, but I do love silence. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all righty. All righty. And if there's, uh, if there's anybody that's going to give you silence, it is Dracula, I guess. That's it. He just has to compel me. Just compel me and tell me to stand still. Cool. Wow. All righty. Well, we all know that one of the most beloved holiday movies of the year is Home Alone. Every year, pretty much, you go on any television channel and you'll probably see a rerun of Home Alone. And this year, uh, the McAllister residents that you see, uh, you know, for the most part in the movie, uh, the ones that are shown in the first two Home Alone movies, Andrew, actually, it's going to be available through Airbnb for 25 bucks for four people. Uh, one night only, you can stay in the same house that the McAllister family stayed in, in Home Alone, back in the 90s. Now, booking opens, I believe, uh, Tuesday, December, uh, blah, 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 what, what is it? Tuesday, December 7th, I believe, yeah. Booking opens on Tuesday, December 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We are recording this on December 2nd, so you may be hearing this after the booking has closed. And if you have, then I'm sorry, your loss. Uh, but Andrew, I feel like you're the only one that's not looking forward to this. Why is that? It's not that I'm not looking forward for it. I was thinking about the new Home Alone movie that just came out. Terrible. Terrible. They're still making Home Alone movies? Yes, the new one just came out, like, weeks ago, I think. It just came out. I saw it yesterday. Terrible movie. So I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe if these people who produce the new Home Alone own this house, they're like, well... Our whimsical twist on child abandonment didn't work, but how about we charge people to stay here? <laughs> and, so. and you know what? I mean, I, I think it's like a random drawing thing where, like, one lucky person is going to win uh, the, the Airbnb stay at the Home Alone house because they said it's only for one night. It's literally only available for one night. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, 25 bucks. do you really think that the Home Alone people are going to benefit a lot from just 25 bucks? I mean, we never know. Maybe that house could just never sell, and this might be their, like, instant moneymaker, but then go on to something further. I don't know. Well, well, we'll have to see what happens. All right, Billie Eilish. 
Billie Eilish, a singer who I love. She was voted by PETA to be the 2021 Person of the Year. Uh, she is a known vegan. She is urging the fashion, she's urging the fashion industry to stop using real fur. She's also done a vegan shoe collection with Nike, which I don't even understand. I mean, is that like you, you have vegan food and you turn it into a shoe? Like, how does the vegan shoe work? <laughs> <laughs> There's no leather or anything. All of it is just plant-based or recycled materials. Gotcha. She created a vegan fragrance. Now, is this uh, like a, what perfume that smells like a vegan burger? Like, how, do, how does a vegan fragrance work? Well, most perfumes have animal fats in them, so hers probably just has that. <laughs> okay, I like I like how what we're doing here, Andrew, because you're the vegan and I'm not. So it's like, oh, dumb guy asks a question to the smart vegan, and then the smart vegan pretty much answers it for him. <laughs> so, no, these questions are perfect. Yeah, thank you. And also, vegan milk chocolate bars apparently billy eilish has been promoting vegan milk chocolate bars so the milk is not coming from a cow it's coming from a vegan cow like what how, how does this work it could be like soy milk oat milk you know one of like the nut milk i hate that term but it could be like <laughs> it could be one of the fake milk <laughs> that you know somehow that just makes me want to cringe when you say that nut milk oh god <laughs> feel like that should be uh, our, our the name of our episode. Nut milk. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. All right. And I think finally, uh, before we uh, wrap up and get to um, our conversation with Annette from the Music Junkies podcast. Oh, Lord. I wish I uh, pulled up like uh, Britney Spears uh, toxic for this. I, oh, God. I wish. Oh, man, that would be so great. Uh, Andrew, uh, see if you can pull up uh, Britney Spears uh, toxic. Pull, pull up like the a little bit of the chorus for, for this story, because Rita Moreno, who is. Uh, do you know who she is? I Googled her. Okay. All right. Well, she's an actress well known for being in West Side Story, one of the most iconic movie musicals ever. And she was once in a relationship with Marlon Brando, one of the greatest actors of our time. Uh, But Marlon Brando was known as a cheater. He was known as a cheating womanizer. So what she did, and this is like the uh, epitome of name dropping, Rita Moreno, to make Marlon Brando jealous, she dated Elvis, Elvis Presley. And Marlon found out he got a temper. He started throwing chairs. And Rita says, quote, it was wonderful, end quote. Do you have Toxic uh, ready to go? <laughs> I, I tried to play it for my phone, but it won't play while we're on Zoom. It's together. okay. It's it's okay. Uh, Britney Spears just, just came to mind. So uh, Rita Moreno just loves toxicity. There you go. That, that was my version of, of doing it. Uh, what did you say, Andrew? Alexa just found it. Oh, wait, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Can you hear? I can hear a little bit of it. Come on. Hey! Rita Moreno likes toxic men! (laughs) Alexa, turn the volume to three. Now, I immediately thought of you, Andrew, because I know that you're a big fan of like red flags and, and, and just, just, just hot, toxic messes of people. Now, what did you think of when, when, you, uh, th- when you saw this story? She is officially my uh, red flag idol Ooh. because I would have done the same thing. I would totally like it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
sure, uh, I, I cheated on, on my uh, boyfriend to make him jealous and make him throw a temper tantrum. And yes, I reveled in it instead of doing the classy thing and moving on and not having any contact with him anymore. Eh, who cares? Eh, that's overrated. <laughs> I'm not mad at, especially because a lot of times we hear a lot of men having these multiple partner stories. So when I hear a woman who's like, yeah, I had multiple partners, so what? I love it. All right. All right. Well, very good. Well, Rita Moreno, uh, which which I saw in a a Netflix documentary about her career. Very fabulous. You should check out sometime, uh, Andrew. Uh, You know, I may not agree about this toxic behavior that you displayed here, but you know what? You're a talented woman and you have my forgiveness. As if you need it. No, you don't. Rita Moreno, a great legend. She doesn't need anybody's forgiveness. All righty. If you have a piece of celebrity gossip you want to share with me and Andrew, facebook.com slash the anything show. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can find us under The Anything Show with John Francois. It's all good in the hood. All righty, John Francois here with uh, Andrew Vanderton from the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Another podcast you should check out is Annette Smith's podcast called Music Junkies. Wonderful. I mean, every episode she uh, has a guest on and asks them, like, what are the songs that mean a lot to you? What are, what are the stories behind them? And Andrew and I was like, we were a recent guest on Annette's Music Junkies podcast. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, and uh, right now, uh, after we acknowledge a word from one of our sponsors, we are going to uh, play back that conversation. Me and Andrew, we each gave Annette five songs that mean a lot to us. And uh, along with telling the stories of those five songs from each of us, uh, I guess we just uh, decided to just randomly uh, tell some stories about our private lives that uh, maybe we uh, did not know from each other. I mean, I, I knew that... Uh, I was uh, uh, pleasantly surprised by some of the uh, storytelling that you shared, Andrew. So I think that'll be uh, that'll be a great thing to listen to. You know, we got to know each other even more. And on top of that, there's some personal stuff that shared. Yeah. Yeah. You had a very moving story about uh, you coming out. So I I, that that was the the big highlight that that uh, drew me in uh, to that podcast. Well, I'm happy you enjoyed my story. It was a very intense coming out moment. But, I mean, hey, I came out as straight. Who knew it? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, so listen to that conversation between me, Andrew, and Annette from the Music Junkies podcast coming up uh, right after this word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. My goodness, TV is just so boring nowadays. And on top of that, I want drugs, but I cannot afford them. And on top of that, I am still paying that damn alimony. So how about I solve my frustrations by reading how to see a man about a dog collected writings. Why? Because it's surreal. It's strange. Just like me. It's how to see a man about a dog. And me as a dog owner, I can totally relate to this. I'm going to get my dose of surreal prose and poetry with this dark comedy collection. The ebook is available on Kindle Unlimited and print copies are available on Amazon, the book depository and more. Thanks so much for supporting the Anything Show with Jean Francois. Well, welcome, you guys, to Music Junkies. I'm excited to have you guys on the show. Um, I'm going to introduce John, right, from Vermont. He is a you know a radio personality, which is really cool. And you co-host a really comical podcast, and I've listened to it. I absolutely love it. The Anything Show with John Francois. And Andrew, like you said, you were born and raised in the military, so you're a military brat. 
from Hawaii, freezing your ass off in New York now, which is okay, but you run a podcast as well called Lifestyles of the Gay Black Boy, right? Which is pretty crazy, right? Love the title, but it's really built around your own experiences and your humor, and I appreciate that so much. So welcome, you guys, to Music Junkies. We're going to have a blast. This is my first time, like, my first time getting tag teamed, right? So I'm, like, a little nervous. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm a kneeling professional and tag teams are my thing. <laughs> Just be gentle. It's my first time with two guys. Just be gentle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you know what? When, when people say tag team, unfortunately, it always has like a sexual dirty thing with me. So I just want to make sure like I'm being as nice as possible in response to you. You're being tag teamed by us. <laughs> hey, you can be as dirty as you want on the show. If anybody knows me, they know that that's pretty much my nature. So before we get right. started, I wanted to ask you, Andrew, what was your experience putting your playlist together for me t- for today? Putting my playlist together, it was all about what the music made me feel. When I listen to music, it's all about the feeling. And as soon as I heard those songs, I was like, yeah, this is a good list. I could start with some fun, have a little drunkiness, then maybe go out and crash a car. But it's still a good soundtrack. Yeah, I love your soundtrack. And how about you, John? What was your experience putting your playlist together? You know, I um, when I chose my songs, I was going from a mixture of uh, songs that remind me of certain periods of my life to maybe songs that uh, just made me cry or made me like want to like drive really fast on the highway. I mean, I think uh, from choosing my five songs, it was really just about like, okay, like what place in my life do these songs remind me of? And uh, to be honest with you, Annette, I, with the exception of one song that you played before uh, we started this show, uh, I forgot what my playlist was. So <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm going to be so excited along with uh, the, the audience to listen to these and just be like, oh, wow, I chose that. <laughs> and I might be saying that too, because your playlist was totally different from Andrew's. Like, it was like night and day, night <laughs> and day completely. So you might be surprised too. Maybe I didn't download the right songs because I'm actually quite surprised of your playlist too. Probably four of those songs I've never even heard before. So hopefully I got the right playlist. I've only did it wrong once. So you never know. So we are going to start with you, John. Are you ready? Sure. Go ahead. All right. I can't make you love me, John. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. I can't make you love me by Bonnie Raitt. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you know what, that, that song, okay, I'll say that song in particular always reminds me of a, uh, a girl back in, I'm going to say, this was like shortly after I graduated college, we went to the same school, and I was still living in my home state of Connecticut, as was she, and she was already with someone, but she was like, leading me on in a way where I thought that she was going to leave the guy, and be with me and that was not the case and for whatever reason uh she just kind of like dramatically switched from like having feelings for me and being into me to like just wanting nothing to do with me anymore so like i don't know during that period that bonnie Raitt song meant a lot to me because it was just like wow like no matter how hard i try and i was a creep back then i was a creep (laughs) i did like I, i i did letters i did cards I 
I went to her uh, workplace knowing that she might be there. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was a few <laughs> years ago. So I, I've changed a lot since then. And I, I just got to a certain point where I was like, you know what? Um, nothing is really gonna come of this. And for me, at least, you know, the greatest way to move on is to find someone else. And luckily I've gone through, you know, a period of dating experiences here and there before I got to my relationship with my current girlfriend, um, where I was able to get over that girl from, from my past. So yeah, there was a period where Bonnie Raitt, I was, I was leaning heavy on that Bonnie Raitt song and, and I did, and, and I was aware of the Bonnie Raitt song beforehand. I just think it's a great, beautiful song that will just make you cry. And I still listen to it to this day because it's just a great fucking song. Uh, but yeah, that, it, that particular period of, in my life is, is really what ties me into the Bonnie Ray song. Yeah. I'm super glad that you got over that stalking phase. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it was like, I love letters, but like when you're outside in the rain, staring in my window, I kind of get a little freaked out. Right. Like, and you're holding yeah. like, a letter and you're crying and it's crazy. And Andrew, have you ever stalked anyone before? I find stalking to be quite romantic. Oh, um, I think it's just doing extra homework on the person that you love. So if okay. you just standing outside my window and watching me watch Dateline or something, you're like, hey, so I love Dateline. This is so great. I'll be like, you sit outside for me? <laughs> I'm stalk-worthy? <laughs> it's oh kind of like the netflix show you have you seen it oh i love you so i feel good. like it's kind of down that path a little john right it's not a, I, you know, expensive you, you, but. You, you know what uh i would say uh besides like actually killing people uh, <laughs> i was not that different from joe goldberg and you i was not that different yeah and maybe and maybe that's why i, I loved it and was fascinated by it so much look i didn't agree with what he did but i was like you know what this is a fascinating show something about this show speaks to me <laughs> this makes sense like i'm okay like if this guy's doing it and it's a tv show it's normal right it's normal. yeah yeah <laughs> By, by the right. way, can I just say something? And can yeah. I just say something really quick? Uh, one of the one of the hundred million things about that I love about Andrew is that he'll put a silver lining on everything, including like red flags. <laughs> like he's he's such a like he's he's such a promoter of red flags in people, and I'm just like, wow, that is just that is wonderful. I never saw it that way. Wave your flag. It, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Andrew. This is your song. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's got a little long introduction. Burn in hell. Yes. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit different than John's, just, just a tad. Yeah. So is Burn in Hell by a Norwegian metal group called Demu Borger. Um, it's a fantastic song. I personally love it because it makes me feel good inside to hear it, actually. Um, it's all about burning in hell, about what sends you to hell, how you go to hell, and once you get there, what it's going to be about. And something about that was super comforting to me. Take it to a dark place for my childhood. Most people said I was going to go to hell because I'm gay. And I'm like, well, 
at least it sounds fun in the music. So let's go from there. And I actually found this song after I got kicked out of my house for being gay. And I was like, you know, at least there's some good voices and some good music out there that can keep me company. And I fell in love with it. I love it. Do you know Clifton Sister does that song? I think so, they do. You should listen to it. That's probably where these guys got it from. The Twisted Sister version is really good. It's awesome. So your parents found out, how did your parents find out that you were gay? Oh my gosh. So I don't get to have one of these fun coming out stories where it was like, hey y'all, I'm gay. And they're like, we knew. Or it was like, hey y'all, I'm gay. Okay, get out. No. Unfortunately, my dad caught me on a chat line flirting with somebody. (laughs) And this was old school chat line. This was like, call 555-5555 and meet a hot single today. So of course I have, I'm like, oh, let me choose the gay choice. Let me choose the talk guys. And in the middle of a message, me saying, hey, what's up? My name's Andrew. This is what I meant to. My dad picks up the phone and I'm like, oh, well now y'all know. (laughs) And what did he do? Um, Right then and there, there was no reaction. None at all. And then after that, my parents got very angry and they said, hey, we're going to send you to this place. We're either going to send you to this place or you're going to a Christian re-education camp or whatever it was. It's very, very creepy. And I was like, well, I'm not doing those. So I guess the dolls got to figure it out on their own. And I was like, I'm out. That's it. So do you have any communication with your, your, your parents at all, or is it better now or? We're in communication now. It's better now. It's much better than what it used to be, but after some serious therapy and having a sit down conversation to say, Hey, I understand that what you were doing, you thought you were protecting me and preparing me for a life that would be good. But what you need to know is the things you did were very, very damaging. And we have to establish a boundary here because this love is no longer unconditional. At this point, there are conditions and I'm okay with presenting you mine. You can present yours. And if we find common ground, we do. If we don't, I've shown myself that there's a life outside of family and I can choose a chosen family. Yeah, I love that. So John, have you ever played with the other side before or? Are you 100% straight? Uh, oh, oh, interesting question. Putting me on the spot there. Well, um, because of my uh, rather um, uh, outgoing, upbeat personality, especially here in Vermont, where it's there's a, an all-white, rural feel, and a lot of the guys here are just like, uh, you, know, you want to get a beer? You know, you want to, you, you know, go do NASCAR or something like that? Like, yeah, I mean, especially especially here. Huh? I said you live in Beartown. That's a gay paradise. <laughs> oh, I, they what? all turn left too, so you don't have to worry about anything. All those men you just <laughs> described are bears, otters, and cubs. Like I tried to tell you before. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Andrew was telling me like you know what animal represents what kind of guy they are, but yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, because of my personality, I've I've been I've been uh, mistaken as a gay man, and you know it's it is what it is. I mean, I understand that there are stereotypes, and um, I. You know, I, I, I have mixed feelings about, uh, you know, getting that put upon me because, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, OK, well, 
you know, stereotypes. And maybe if I was in your position, I'd probably think the same thing too. But on the other hand, uh, I just, there, there's just something just interesting and weird and f funny and whatever about uh, basing someone's sexuality, like based on their personality, like just, yeah. just how they are as a person, what their interests are. It's just, I, I, I've always been um, kind of confused by that. Uh, by that concept so um you know i mean yeah like I've, I've i've had moments where i've asked myself like oh wait a minute am i gay am i bisexual i mean you know because i you know i'll be okay with saying like oh my god like you know dwayne johnson is is the hottest man on the planet he's currently uh, um, me and andrew's husband by the way and, uh, <laughs> so we, we've established that that's kind of a tag team moment that you guys would do <laughs> and it, it, I, no, I would tag team the shit out of him. Just say it. <laughs> don't, it's, when you include Dwayne Deron Johnson, our husband, in a conversation, it's not gay to like him. He's a god. That's religious. He is. <laughs> he, is he is. And if and, you, and you'll look at any survey, uh, Annette, and you'll find that Dwayne Deron Johnson, he's like the most liked person that people want to become president. He's the guy that you want to spend the holidays with. There's just something about him that, you just can't take your eyes off of, you know? Um, and, you know, I, yeah, I, I'll just, you know, wh whether it be, um, you know, my, my outgoing personality or me just not having a problem saying that, oh God, you know, this guy's attractive, this guy's sexy, this guy's a great personality, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's been insinuations, um, but you know what, as, as far as I've known, uh, and I guess we could allude to, <laughs> I, again, as far as I know. You're skirting around the answer here, hey, Andrew? It's like a yes or no well, okay. question. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know. And that, and that is, and, and that is, and, and that is so me. I always like to, so as, as far as I know, no, because I think it always comes down to, uh, I, I guess it just comes down to a, a mixture of like, you know, would I want to uh, be with a guy day by day in a relationship in that sense? And of course, in the, in the, you know, you, you also think in the sexual sense, do I prefer this? Do I prefer that? And I came to the conclusion that no, I'm just a straight guy who just has a lot of gay energy. <laughs> That's the longest answer ever. Wasn't that? I just <laughs> it was like the, the longest. Yes. I've ever heard. In I'm my so sorry. <laughs> Yes, I am 100% straight. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Next song is for John. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaka Khan. Yeah. Through the fire. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, I, I, I would have a lot of moments back in the day where I would hear this song and imagine myself playing a part in like a movie or TV show where I was just like some, you know, fucking like crazy murderous bastard who wanted to get back at my girl for cheating on me with this guy at my own house. I don't know why. Like I always imagine myself as that guy who was just like, I'm gonna like set this house on fire and I'm gonna get what's mine. And I don't know. So it's, it's, it's a mixture of that and also just like Shaka Khan is just fucking fantastic. I love it. So John, you have many animals. Do you want to tell us how many animals you have? Yeah. Well, that's, that's mostly due to my <clears throat> girlfriend and her best friend. So um, currently in our house, we have seven dogs and five cats. Um, 
And you know what, when I tell people that, I understand why you think, wow, that is insane. Uh, but the only reason why like it's a, it's a sane house to live in every day is because this is what my girlfriend does for a living. She's a vet tech yeah. and she fosters animals um, and trains dogs uh, on, you know, on, on the side. So like she told me the other day, she knows how to run a tight ship. And we have a fairly spacious uh, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere in Vermont that we live in with all the pets and, and her best friend. And uh, fortunately, there's there's a good amount of guest rooms. There's a utility room. I mean, there's space to accommodate, you know, all these uh, animals. And uh, when I moved in with them, oh, God, uh, two, almost two months ago, it was just me and my dog, Buddy. I mean, before I met my girlfriend, it was just me and my dog, Buddy. And we just simply just joined this large furry family that my girlfriend and her best friend have had. And, you know, I never thought I would be a guy that would that would uh, be tolerant of multiple pets in a home, but it's actually not as bad as people would think. I love it. So how long have you been with your girlfriend for? Um, like a year and four or five months, something like that. A year and a year and a few months. What's the first thing that you noticed of her when you met her? Her hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she had uh, at the time, I think she had like a green bluish color in her hair. Um, and I noticed uh, piercings. I noticed that she had a, a few interesting tattoos. Uh, she was unlike anybody I've ever met before. So she looks like someone that you would be afraid of that might like beat the shit out of you at a parking lot. But like she has like the most fragile, kind, humorous uh, personality that you would imagine. And, you know, everybody, pretty much everybody, even the most conservative people who would look at her and, and judge a book by its cover. You know, you talk with her for a few minutes and you'll realize, oh, my God, like she's a, a really nice person. Uh, my mom, my mom, who is like the most, um, you know, just like, you know, Andrew's parents, just you know, straightforward, you know, Baptist Christian, just conservative in terms of like how men and women should present themselves. Um, you know, my girlfriend met my mom and everybody else. And my mom came away thinking like, wow, yeah, she's, she's, she's nice. And I'm glad you're happy. So that's awesome. So you know, from the first time you met her, like your first date, how long did it take you to get her in bed? <laughs> oh God. Well, my Lord, we're getting personal here. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so so uh, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain this as nutshellish as possible because as you know I have a, a I have a habit of going on tangents when I should just say yes or no. <laughs> or so, three or four uh, days, whatever. Yeah, so so it was June seventh. It was it was June seventh of 2020. That was our first date, and it was July sixteenth, 2020, like midnight, one in the morning after we had sex for the first time. Uh, that's when I asked her to be my girlfriend. I did not want to have sex with her uh, uh, before I, I, I didn't, okay, so basically my thought process was before I asked her to be my girlfriend, let's see if we have sexual chemistry. Because I guess the worst uh, thing would be if we like got into a relationship and then we found out we didn't have sexual chemistry and then it was just fucking awkward. So uh, to your question, uh, I think it took like about a month and a half to, um, you know, not not get her to bed, as you say, but work up the confidence to 
nervously, clumsily have sex with her. It, it, I, I don't remember that night, but it was it was it was clumsy as fuck. And somehow somehow she still saw something in me. And here we are. <laughs> okay, so did you ask her to be your girlfriend before sex or after the sex? Literally after the sex, literally after the sex. And I did it in the most, and I, I think I told Andrew this, I did it in a, a nervous, uh, humorous, clumsy way possible. I was just like, okay, now, now that that's done, uh, you wanna go steady? <laughs> and she and she laughed at that she she thought that it was hilarious and uh and and here we are <laughs> i love it so john what's your type of guy what kind what's of male do you like no what Andrew, kind of I... sorry what kind of man do you like oh that was good uh, okay the kind of man i like is honestly like coffee he's hot black tall and can't love me back that's what I'm here for. No, really. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be somebody who just laughs. You've got to be able to laugh. <sighs> if you cannot laugh, if you can't make me laugh, then we have an issue. If you're mad about something that occurred more than 12 hours ago, we can't be together. Because I don't remember the last 12 hours because it's a new 12 hours. And then, honestly, it's got to be someone who understands that I love you. I will give you love but at times I have no more love to give and I just need my space. Yeah. If we find that boundary in that space, get at it. All right. So you're single now? Yes, I am single. So are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? Do you go out and hunt for your meat or do you like to like have a whole bunch of things on the menu as you're gathering men? So if we're saying gathering and hunting as far as men, I build a roster. You know, it's like a baseball team. You have your first string. Right now I've got my first string team in and it's like, hey, how are you? Let's go out for a date. Let's go have sex. We're good. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, he wasn't that good. But if my A-lister calls, it's like, okay, hey, I've got plans. I'm really sorry. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm a bit of a fuck boy. I can't lie. Um, but I just feel it's important to have a team. And then sometimes you got to switch out the A team with the B team and doesn't mean anyone is less than the other. It's just, I'm not feeling this set of men today. And then in other ways, it's just like, Hey, let me pop on my phone, see if there's somebody like 30 feet from me. And if you are, and your pictures look good, you like my pictures, our parts match up. Let's get together, take our clothes off and make applplesauce. We can do it. I love it. So this next song is for you, Andrew. Are you ready? I am ready. Good. This one is a little bit of a long intro, so I might fast forward a little bit. Or is this John's? Is this you? That's not mine. No. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure just because I put them separately, but... The way Andrew was looking, I thought, oh no, maybe I picked the wrong one because John's playlist is all kind of like that. So I just <laughs> love that song, Andrew. Like, does it bring up a memory or an event for you? It does. It brings up a specific moment for me. Um, that song is, it's called A Passacaglia and Fugue in C minor. And it's written by Bach, but the composer for this is Leopold Stokowski. 
the song itself, it's an organ song. It's supposed to be played on an organ by one person. It's not other instruments involved. And it was the first song I learned playing the organ. And I from probably one of the only men in this world that I respect to the moment where he was like, Andrew, that's stupid. Don't do it. I wouldn't do it. Like he would be the person to say to me, no, because he taught me so much about playing the organ and piano. And then was just like such a light in my life. And when he on the organ and I heard it the first time, I was like, it sounds like a bit of a mess. I don't understand what's happening here. Then he played me the version you just played. And he's like, you have to listen to the whole song. There's one tone that stays constant through the entire song, no matter who's playing. And it's just so fun to listen to. I can't even, I just have passion about the damn song. It's so much fun to me. I hear that. It's a beautiful song. It is. I hear that and I want to go run. I get energized. It's like, a battery pack is just in me now from hearing that. I love it. So you guys do a sh- show together. Yep. Right. So who interrupts more on the show? <laughs> um, I don't know. I want to say possibly me because I'm just an interrupter at times. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? Actually, I would, I would, I would differ. Um, even though you know. I, I, I've made the decision to have my name on the show. Um, I, I can, I tend to be a quite an interrupter because um, I think it's just an anxiety thing. You know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, whether it be my girlfriend, friends, family, whoever, uh, you know, maybe I just sense that the, you know, conversation is, is, is not picking up speed that it's, it's in a drag and maybe like, it's my anxious habit to like, okay, let me keep it going. Let me, let me keep it going. Yeah. Um, and you know, other times I think it's just not like really specifically, you know, listening and reading off the other person. Well, so eh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I'm probably more of the interrupter and I'm trying to learn how to uh, <laughs> have more of a 50, 50, um, would, you, would with, you agree, Andrew? Would you agree? He's more of an um, interrupter. I, I, I'm not going to agree, but I am <laughs> yeah, like 50-50 or like 49-51. And I don't know who's on what side, but I don't think you're an interrupter. I do think you get a little antsy when you're ready, but I don't think you're an interrupter. <laughs> yeah. I love it. John, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Me? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not a passionate music person like that. It's, it's funny cause I've worked, I've, I've worked for music based radio stations and you would think that I'm the kind of guy that goes to concerts. Um, I'm the kind of person that just like passively listens to a song on the radio or on Spotify. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, that's great. Maybe I'll listen to that again sometime. Uh, but I would never be the kind of guy that like, you know, collects albums and, uh, go to concerts. Um, I mean, I will tell you a recent concert experience that I've been to, and maybe it's my only concert experience, really, uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, my I, God. Wow. Yeah. I've seen them twice, and um, it's my kind of concert because not only do they have, you know, fabulous, upbeat rock music, but they also have the holiday display, you know, all the lights and the, yeah. and the fireworks and everything. It's, it's, it's the perfect show for the whole family. And I've been there uh, twice during the holidays and I would, I would go again. 
I mean, there, there's another concert in Minnesota. I was, I'm thinking about when I used to live in the Midwest, but that was, that, that's not as memorable as Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That yes. for me takes the cake. I love it. How about yourself, Andrew? Have you, do you have, is there a concert that sticks out to you that you've been to that you're like, this is amazing. I have never been to a concert. Oh my God. <laughs> really? Wow. My first concert experience is going to be next year, March 5th. I'm going to do a Lipa. So that'll be the very first time I've ever been to one, but I've never been to a concert. That's crazy. You're going to die. It's going to be amazing. You're just going to be like, yeah. So jealous. jealous. Your next song, you ready? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Look at me with the sappy love songs. The closer I get to, I feel like it's all our little bit stalking songs. I Oh, what? <laughs> you know what? You have a point. You have a point. You actually have a point. What the hell is wrong with me? All right, let's hear the stalking story. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not a stalking story. This is just purely like, um, this is just one of those love songs that just gets to me. I mean, like, I, I mean, I had a period where you know, it was very trial and error in terms of dating. And I was very cynical about relationships, but deep down inside, I've always been in love with the idea of being in love and, you know, just finding that per- per- perfect companion. And um, I also just love, I mean, there's just something about um, just that sort of uh, style of, of, of black R&B and soul from back in the day, from like the sixties and seventies, like you heard from like Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack that, I mean, it's just, it's unmatched. I mean, you know, you just, you just sense that it's, it's real. You know what I mean? It's just, it's passion. So, it. so are um, you a hopeless romantic? Um, I, I, I mean, it, does it count to be a hopeless romantic when I've already found my person or? Yeah, are you know? romantic with her? Like what's the most romanticest thing you've ever done? With, with my girlfriend? Or with any girl? Um, well, my ex-girlfriend back in Iowa, uh, at the time when she was my girlfriend, I had a barbershop quartet sing to her on Valentine's Day at, at the bank that she worked at. And wow. uh, her family, and when I stayed with her and her family at like this sort of Valentine's Day cabin getaway thing, uh, they, they, were, they, they loved that. They were very taken by that. So uh, that, that, that's the most romantic thing that comes to mind. That's pretty romantic. Mm-hmm. Andrew, are you romantic? Um, no. Or do you like, uh, <laughs> be, you like somebody to be romantic to you? I do like romance. I love romance. Like if you are going to romance me, know that you're not getting sex after this, because that's all I want at that point. I'm good with everything else. I want to stay dry, but it, it's just, I love like dates and those kinds of things. And I don't know, maybe I'm not the best at planning them, but to me, romance is, Make me a bowl of ramen noodles and we sit down and eat our noodles together. Yeah. Do yeah. you like surprises? Um, oh God, no. I hate surprises. You do? <laughs> really? I actually if somebody do. is like, we're gonna, I'm gonna take you somewhere. I, you know, like blind, you know, put on a mask, you don't know where we're going, that you don't like anything like that. Now that I could do because I know <laughs> something. But like a surprise, like I'm not even joking. The one time someone tried to throw me a surprise birthday party, I was so caught off guard. I just turned around. And I was like, thank y'all. That was great. And I just left. I couldn't. My anxiety was through the roof. I was like, nope, 
not doing it. Wow. It's crazy. My husband's oh my the God. same way. On his 40th, I surprised him to a trip to Nashville. And then we got to the airport and just random friends were showing up. And he was like, he wasn't like really enjoying that. He was like, what the hell? Why are these people here? Why, why is this person here? Why is this person here? Just kept on getting worse and worse and worse. And then when we got to Nashville, I had friends that already flew in and were in the house. So when he opened up the door, they're all dressed up as like Hulk Hogan and stuff. And he's like, who the fuck? Are these <laughs> I'm like, they, they flew in from Texas to see you for your four. And like, it took him probably like an hour to like finally go around to everybody and be like, Hey, I am super grateful that you're here. But I didn't, I thought, I thought after 22 years, he'd be, that one. I didn't realize he didn't like surprises that didn't go very well. I was like, yeah. I'll never do that again. No surprises yeah. for you. That's me. They surprised me and I was like, I can't do this. And I left and then I sent everybody message. I was like, thank you so much. But I was expecting to have this energy for my birthday, not what I was presented with. I just can't handle it. Yeah, mm. it's crazy. All right, Andrew, we're gonna do your next song. I haven't heard that song by Calvin Harris thinking about you I really yeah, like it fun. it I think is his best song the best song he's ever written um, that song just brings such good emotions to me I every time I listen to it I think of being in the Gulf of Mexico because when I first heard it I was on a cruise ship in Mexico and we were just out at sea and it was like amazing. It was the best experience I had had because it was my very first cruise and I fell in love with the song. I love it. I love it. So you guys haven't seen a lot of concerts, but I'm assuming, you know, some, you know, lead singers of bands, mm -hmm. John, if you could be a lead singer of a band for one day, what lead singer would you pick? Now this is a, this has to be like an actual well-known band. Well, it doesn't. Could be whoever you want. You can't just make up your own band. But yes, it has to be a real person. Okay. <laughs> oh, if I had to be the lead singer of a band. Oh yeah. goodness. Oh goodness gracious. I'm gonna say. God, I have like three options in mind. Okay, let's hear them just because of the, their stature, uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and the Eagles. Um, I'm going to say because of the mark that they made in pop music and really Beatlemania, probably the, the, the lead singer of the Beatles, if there even was a lead singer of the Beatles, because I don't know, <laughs> I feel like it was, I feel like it was a combination of like Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Um, yeah. But uh, if, if there was, if it was a possibility to have a distinct lead singer, that would be the band that I choose because um, really the, just, I, I'm so fascinated by that band in terms of like, you know, how they started uh, the peak of Beatlemania and how they just eventually like transformed from that sort of like teen pop image to you know what we got later on with uh, strawberry uh something remind me what, what that was strawberry that is strawberry fields strawberry fields yep yeah yellow submarine like that era yeah. um yeah you know I, I i think there's there's enough uh fascination i have with the beatles to want to be the lead singer of that band i love it how about yourself andrew 
Oh, I, you know, I do actually have two choices that it would be. Um, one, I think I would want to be the lead the lead singer of the Jackson Five. Oh no! Nah. I, I would be in heaven because I loved their music, and I think I would love to see people swarming a limousine as I'm sitting. <laughs> by. I just think that would be amazing. Um, and then the other, I think I would want to be the lead singer of Black Sabbath. Nice, Ozzy um, Osbourne. I love it. Yes, like their music. It just mm-hmm. so amazing. So I think that would be my two choices. I like it. So, John, what were you like in high school? Oh God. Well, first of all, uh, to Andrew's point about the Jackson Five. Um, now, Andrew, I, 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 do you mind if I ask a couple of questions about that? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, so, Andrew, which one would you be of the Jackson Five? One. And two, uh, would you would you tolerate the spankings of Joe Jackson? <laughs> um, okay, so this is gonna get really weird, like really weird. Um, I would want to be Michael Jackson before his scalp got burned in the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> I want that because his hair looked great before that, and then after that, well, we saw the pictures. That's right. Then Joe Jackson beating me. Now is this younger Joe Jackson? <laughs> Uh, like well, this is yeah. like Joe Jackson when he was a daddy, not a granddaddy. Yeah, I mean, when he's a daddy, let's go in. Yeah, when, 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 yeah, when he was pretty much the manager of the the, the Jackson Five, and he was like beating his kids to be talented. <laughs> kind of be in for it, like you know, yes, daddy more in a fun way, but um, yeah, I'm not getting <laughs> off a tree though. <laughs> I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. Uh, so to your question, Annette, what was I like in high school? I was, I mean, you know, I think like most high schoolers, I was uh, a very awkward man or teenager trying to find myself. Um, I remember going into high school and trying out for the basketball team because I had done uh, local basketball in town during my middle school years because my parents wanted me to get out of the house, be, like stop watching TV, stop doing like all these pretend imaginary shows in my bedroom and do something. Um, and then I found the theater department. I found the theater department in my high school and I fell in love with a whole bunch of a different crowd of people yeah. um, who are just uh, uh, just quirky and funny and strange and weird. I found my people and f- you know, from then on, I mean, I went to college a little for a little while for acting. Uh, but that confidence that I got from that period of my life, you know, being able to just be on stage like that, uh, I think I wouldn't be in broadcasting today if it wasn't for that. You know, I had to pretend how to be other people to eventually uh, be comfortable being me. And that's what you find today. I love it. Did you ever do anything bad in high school that you never got caught? Uh, did I ever get caught doing anything in high school? Ah, God. It, does it count if it's like something not that wasn't really in high school? It was at someone's house. And sure, yeah, mom, let's hear it. I mean, in school, I mean, the worst thing I would do is just be late to classes all the time. But I remember, uh, you know, senior year, 
in high of high school, I sort of had like a flirty uh, friendship okay. with this girl, and she invited me over to her house after school, and we did things, and those things led to, I'd say, a, a decent amount of hickeys around me. And, you know, I came home pretty late that night and my mom, my mom, of course, she noticed what the hell was going on. And of course, I had to lie. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I fell on this sidewalk. I got bruised. <laughs> but no, it was, you know, I, I, you know I, I was playing around with a girl and I'm going to I mean, not only was it like my first uh, experience, like in, in a sexual sense, but also I think it was the first time that I made out with somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was it was very memorable. And I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't accepted fondly by my mom after that moment. Are hickeys still around now? Do people still give hickeys? Uh, it's considered very sketchy and uh, sort of backdoor hoary to give a hickey. Hickeys have negative stigmas. Um, I look. I used to give it to girls fairly recently i did it to my girlfriend very early on and then she told me you know cut it out because you know she has to work and she can't be going to clients and having like hickeys all around her so i don't know i mean what do you think andrew i mean are you into hickeys um i'm not really into them because you have to suck the shit out of my skin to form one <laughs> like it doesn't feel good it hurts <laughs> um, I've never really been into them. I've only had one my entire life. And as soon as I saw it was there, I was like, yeah, we're breaking up. This isn't cool. Um, but no, I'm not into them. So here's a question, Andrew. So did the guy that gave you the hickey on your neck, did he suck as good on his neck than he did down below? Because that would be a good indication, right? No. Oh, oh no. No, it's still so the hickey. You're sucking on the neck. You're really not taking on a full piece of a quit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and personally, just to be an open book, I don't like oral sex. I actually don't prefer that any man touches my penis. Like, leave it alone. Like, we're not at that. It's not the main course on this. Is not the good China. Just go around. Um, but, <laughs> I couldn't think of else to explain it. Um, but no, I do not like oral sex. And I have not had any man that's given me oral sex that I would say is even moderately good. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. You would think huh. that they would be. Because, like, we say we know what girls want. You would think the same stigma, I guess, on the other side. Yeah. You would. But then there's the guys who are out there like, no, I just like to sleep with men. I am not gay which means they are not going to give you good oral sex or probably good sex in general. But it's just one of those things. I've never met a guy who has done it well. Wow. Jeez. John, you ready for your next song? This one. Again, you, we have a little pattern here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's too late. It's late. Carol King. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Well, um, I mean, that just brings me back to my childhood. Uh, my parents, whenever they would like take me to school or pick me up from my grandmother's place after school, because my grandmother would used to babysit me, um, they would often have this adult contemporary radio station on, which is still hot to this day. Um, and you know, for 
people that are not radio nerds that are watching or listening to this, adult contemporary is just another way of saying, hey, the, the, the hits from back in the day and also the hits of today, and they're like mixed together. And it's, it's such a family-friendly, safe format. Like there's not, nothing risque about it. It's just a feel-good, yeah. comfortable kind of music format. And I just remember listening to Carol King as one of the, the many artists uh, on that adult contemporary station. And then not too long ago with a friend of mine in uh, Connecticut, when I went home for the weekend, we saw beautiful, the Carol King musical, and I mean, I almost teared up like listening to all that music that she made and just like how it just makes you think of certain memories, you know, and, uh, you know, there's such a beautiful sort of simplicity mm -hmm. to her music that um, I could I could listen to it for hours, you know. I love it. I love it. Do you um, when you think of that song? Have you ever like romanced a girl to any of these songs that you've picked or have you ever like slow dance naked to any of these songs to get a girl in the mood? Slow dance naked, naked slow dancing. <laughs> That's a concept I've never heard before. I, I may have really? to try that. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I mean, uh, I, uh, so I'm, I'm going on a birthday getaway weekend of sorts with my uh, girlfriend this weekend. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll have to try that. Dancing. That's what's on the menu. Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, uh, Carol King, I, I've listened to that song with my girlfriend in the car. Um, I've listened to the closer I get to you. Uh, so, I, I mean, I've listened to the songs with my significant other, uh, but as far as, God, this is a random uh -huh. memory. The closest I can think of, uh, back in the day before I like got comfortable with dating and relationships, I used to like I used to solicit prostitutes. I had a lot of prostitute experiences, and <laughs> for whatever reason, I remember a, a prostitute going down on me to a song by Adele, and, and I don't even know what I've. Oh, God, Rolling I don't even know what deep like what song? Ah! <laughs> I know, and you know what. It, Andrew loves this because Andrew is in love with Adele. Uh, but it's like, uh, 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 God, it's, uh, let me photograph you in this light. Da -na 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 -na. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't even know. But you, but you know what song I'm talking about, Andrew, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and and it's, it has nothing to do with the blowjob. But for some reason, every time I listen to that song, I think back, oh my God, that, that hooker blowjob. That was such a great moment. <laughs> so how many prostitutes did you solicit? Like, are we talking like 50 or just like- oh, I, don't have a, I don't have a number on it. Look, I was, I was so um, nervous and insecure about myself back in the day, but also so horny. I actually, I, I lost my virginity to a prostitute when I was 18. No way. So yeah, tell, yeah, me was, what, tell me about your first time. Oh, the very first time? Oh, God. Well, you know, as I mean, as you can expect, it's it's sloppy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 it was when I was going to school for acting in Philadelphia. I was 18 and I was just horny one night and I looked through websites, found a 25 year old uh, law school student mm -hmm. uh, who was doing this on the side. And she charged like, what, 350 bucks for the hour, which when you're in college, it's like the equivalent of asking for a million dollars, but somehow I had the money and wanted to spend it. And um, I, yeah, I, I just, I just remember wanting to take in the experience very slowly. 
<laughs> I remember awkwardly taking her into the dorm room because I had roommates and uh, the roommates had friends and they were probably like, wait, what's this very uh, uh, nerdy, awkward looking guy doing with this very like beautiful woman that, that looks mature. And, um, you know, look, I mean, I, I had an, I had an early finish uh, the first time around, <laughs> as they say. And, uh, you know, we, we did it again a second time and it was a little bit better. So I got the hang of it. Uh, I, I remember when I was so nervous uh, while we were like getting into the sex part. And I always remember this line. She's like, ah, 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 don't get soft on me. And I was like, oh, God. OK, of course. Of course I won't. <laughs> so, you know, eh, 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 that, that, was, that was wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say from like 2010 up until like roughly 2017, I've had a mixture of prostitute experiences here and there. And so who, I think would, have the most, who would have the most uh, the most notches on their belt? Because yeah. Addison's been around, too. We know Andrew's been around, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I had professionals, too. So I, it's not a bad thing. Some, you know, I can't lie. Sex workers are probably the most fun people I've ever had in my entire life. Even outside of sex, it's just like, oh my god, you are just fun as shit to hang out with. Yeah. So, but I, I know that it's no longer a belt. It's notches in the road. Like if you are, you know, when you drive off the side of the road and kind of hit those bumps, whatever that is for thirty minutes, that's my, my notches on my belt. So, <laughs> all right, we're waking up truck drivers on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. All right, Andrew, your song. You ready? Yes. Another Calvin Harris. Oh. Great song. School. I love it. Yes. Uh, school. It reminds me of, and the funny thing about this, Calvin Harris, for anybody who doesn't know, is not Black. But that Great. song immediately reminded me of being at a black cookout like rolling up in the car my cousin smoking a blunt my uncles are at the table drinking playing dominoes somebody's behind the grill who probably shouldn't be back there because they probably can't cook you gotta look at their shoes if they don't have on the right shoes you can't be behind the grill and that song just reminds me of all those moments at a barbecue and i just fell in love when i heard it so you have to go back to the shoes and the barbecue for I can understand. What does that mean? So there are a specific pair and I call them like dad flip flops. They look specific because I've only seen dads wearing them. It's kind of like that laced, interlaced leather on top of the like sandal. And you don't wear them with socks. But if the person behind the grill does not have socks on, you don't eat that food. You learn that. <laughs> To touch that food that's nasty so they have to have those sandals on with some socks and then i'm like okay you don't care how you look right now your food's gonna taste amazing let's go <laughs> oh john do you have any pet peeves things that drive you absolutely up the wall oh god just two i just want two just want two? Oh man i just have to uh think for a moment um being shushed Oh. I fucking hate that. Uh, and my girlfriend does that to me reasonably for good reason. Um, so like her, her best friend, like she has a room like right near 
the kitchen, like downstairs. And I don't try to be a, a, a loud guy, but apparently when I go down the stairs, even when I try to give my most quiet indoor voice, it's still too loud. I'm a projector and I guess I make my presence known. And uh, anytime that her best friend is sleeping, if, if it's me and my girlfriend early in the morning, uh, mm. first word that comes out of my mouth and she's just like, shh, 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 shh. And it annoys the crap out of me because um, I don't know. It's it's just it's it's almost like saying, "Okay, don't be who you are." <laughs> so sh- being shushed is my first pet peeve. Okay. Um, my second pet peeve. Oh goodness gracious! Um, I'd say. Uh, Oh, I mean, this this is a radio thing. Um, I, I guess only if you're in radio, you you would you would get this. But oh, and, but you know, what? if you're a podcaster and you have guests on, I guess you can relate to this as well. Uh, when you are co- conversing with listeners or guests that are just not giving you anything in return, like they're just giving you like a series of one word answers. I had one of those uh, on the radio earlier today for a trivia winner, and it, and I almost want to just be sarcastic and snappy with them on on the air because it's like, wow, you won free shit. Could you sound any more monotone and boring right now? Uh, so those people, those people. If I could have a lot less people, then great. And you know, I, and actually, this is a compliment to Andrew because. Look, I've had some co-hosts in the past where I've been like given a lot of like crazy quirky shit off of them and they're just like, oh, okay. Like they like they either give me like a, a like they either give me a negative response to what I'm giving them or they give like a very one word passive response to what I give them. And what I like about Andrew is that he is the perfect improv partner. He he yes ands like nobody's business. Like I'll I'll give him something like fucking insane and he'll accept that insanity and give me even more insanity, which makes it better. So, you know, if, if I could have many more Andrews on the radio every day, that would be great. That's awesome. I love that. And it's so true. You have to feed off of each other. I know at like when I do them with people and I'm like my husband, cause he gets so excited and he's like, how is that? I'm like, me, they're okay. Maybe somebody will like their playlist. I don't want to be like that, but if I'm not vibing with them and I don't get to be myself, like if I feel like I'm in that podcast and I feel like I have to be somebody different where I can't ask my outrageous questions and I, because I feel like they're just too wound up. Like if I ask them, you know, their sexual position, they fucking lose their mind. Right. Like (laughs) I set them to a, you know, they'd be like, Oh my God, I can't believe you asked me this question. (laughs) So I'm like, Eh, whatever. Move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, Andrew, yeah. I want to hear yours because I feel like you got a couple. I, I do have a few pet peeves. Um, number one on the list, mm-hmm. ringtones annoy the shit out of me. Like to no end. I don't even know what the ringer of my cell phone sounds like because I never turn on the ringer. It's on vibrate. 24 seven. I hate them. Um, oh God, I hate cell phones in general, but <laughs> I hate ringtones. <laughs> What's your yeah. worst ringtone that you've heard that you were just like, what the, the hell is that? that uh, it was Nokia. They had that cell phone. It was like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. 
my mom would never turn off her cell phone ringer. And I had to hear that all the time until I was like, I'm putting your phone in the garbage disposal if you don't start turning that off. It was so bad. Um, then another pet peeve of mine, people who don't tip. If you go to a restaurant, bartenders, whatever, I used to be a bartender. If you don't tip, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah. And I understand everything. It's your money and it's your money and how you want to spend it. But don't come here if you don't have the money to pay the pop- to properly pay the people who are working. Um, it sucks. You probably get like five bucks an hour when you're a server sometimes, if that. And you're depending on those tips. So it yeah. sucks when I see people don't tip. That is a huge pet peeve. And the biggest pet peeve of all time for me are kitten high heels. I don't know who designed those. I don't mm. know where they from. I don't know why they exist. If anybody has them, good for you. I am not going to judge you for putting those on, but I will not stand next to you and I will not tolerate <laughs> any kind of <laughs> things from you through the night. Because the yeah. first thing I say is get out. Those hills are the devil. Take them. Take them. Take them away. Yeah. We're already on your guys' last two songs. Are you ready, John? Your last song. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. James Taylor. Good way to end it. I see fire and I see rain, right? Such a good song. Yeah. Uh, brings me back to one of my favorite movies, one of the few movies I can watch a million fucking times. Uh, Remember the Titans, uh, starring one of the greatest actors ever to live. Uh, maybe the greatest actor, actually, Denzel Washington. I mean, I could watch Denzel Washington and anything. I, I could watch Denzel just eat Chinese on the toilet, and I'd be, like, very, uh, very, very, very taken. Um, now, Andrew, what was that look that you're giving me? <laughs> um, you know, eating Chinese on the toilet, I imagine chopsticks and maybe a box. And, you know, I, I can see that. I see Denzel Washington on that. <laughs> yeah no i mean most people say like oh i can like listen to this actor read the phone book and i'd be okay but for me i, I if denzel is on the toilet eating chinese like that's how much i love him I, I would just watch him doing that um so the james taylor song comes from the remember the titan soundtrack and uh there's this scene the, a touching scene in the, in the movie where um, I guess like the, the, the Titans, which is the team that Denzel's character coaches, like they're coming off of a big win and Denzel is coming home to his family and uh, his daughter is uh, coming out. And I guess uh, wondering what's going on, if she's going to spend some time with daddy tonight or if daddy's going to go and celebrate with his boys, the, the win. And uh, daddy's like, no, no, you and I are going to celebrate tonight. And then he just goes to the middle of the street with his daughter over his shoulders and spins around. And he's like, yeah! and that James Taylor song plays while he's doing that. And it's just it's just a great memory for me because uh, I don't know. It's 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 just a great memory and it's a great fucking movie. And Denzel, I think Denzel next to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think I have double husbands right here. So, oh. so what oh. you know, speaking of Chinese food and eating, what is the worst thing you've ever ate? And you can include pussy if you want. Up to you. Wait, is this for me or Andrew? It's for you, John. John, you're oh. the one talking about Chinese food eating on a toilet. Now we're curious on what. <laughs> Is the worst thing you've put in your mouth? Um, the worst thing I put in my mouth? Wow. Yeah. 
You never Jesus eat Christ. anything unusual? Well, uh, when I was younger, and I told Andrew this story, when I was younger and there was company over um, the house, my parents had like some company over, I guess because I was curious and also wanted to attract attention. I, I licked a roll-on deodorant. I just licked it in front of the company. And, uh, you know, because it's deodorant, I didn't find that to be enticing. I mean, going off of pussy, I mean, if we're talking about pussy, yeah, like, you know, there, there's been... There's been hairy pussy that I didn't take too kindly to because it's hairy. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Some it's people are hairy. Saved. It's good. All right. We're on Andrew's last song. Are you ready? Do you ready. remember what it was? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. It has a long intro. It's really good. So I'm going to fast forward it a little bit. <laughs> very aggressive i love it it's from resident evil too right which is really really cool it is it's from resident evil and i love that song because the moment it's played in the movie there's this girl who is standing there in the most beautiful outfit i have seen in a movie and i remember it like in my head i can visualize this girl who's standing there green pair of high heels these crazy looking stockings in this purplish dress she looks like a hippie version of an anime character. And then she bites some guy's neck clean open. <laughs> Very romantic moment. Um, I fell in love when I saw that scene heard the music and it's very intense if you listen to that song with a pair of headphones your heart starts to race because it's so intense and just deep and visceral and i love it i love it thank you so much for sharing i want to give you guys some time though to talk about yourself your podcast where we can find you anything and everything just about who you are who wants to go first well, first of all, I'll say that uh, the song that I got a blowjob to, I just remembered, it's When We Were Young by Adele. So look up that song, When We Were wow. Young by Adele. And, uh, Get your first blowjob, right? Get your first blowjob from Adele. There you go. <laughs> and it's perfect because Adele is comeback right now, so it's relevant. Yeah, it makes sense. You should go to yeah. an Adele show and get a blowjob there. Wow. Wow. We can actually just make that something that we just start. We should just start this kind of new trend. I guess. And you know what? Given that Adele like sings a lot of songs about breakups and divorce and whatnot, I mean, that's a, to be turned on by that enough that you want a blowjob to that. That's just, that's, that's, that's otherworldly, you know? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so John, tell us where we can find you. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Sure. Uh, so the Anything Show, um, it's basically a, a crazy hour, sometimes hour plus of uh, pop culture insanity. So me and Andrew, every week we uh, like to uh, give our quirky takes on trending headlines. Um, we like to discuss uh, celebrity gossip. We like to listen back to the viral videos of the week. Um and we like to uh, interview uh, fascinating people uh, such as yourself, Annette. Uh, so uh, let's see. I think the last episode, Andrew, we interviewed the co-founder of the Carpe Antiprespirate brand, oh, uh, wow. Casper Kvitsa. 
And we found out via that interview that Andrew has a pinky sweat problem. Like he has a problem where he sweats a lot from his pinky. So uh, this is where the Carpe people come in and they're like, all right, you know, Andrew, you know, put a little rub rub from the hand lotion and then the pinky sweat problem uh, clears right up. So uh, you get to listen to that conversation. Um, I, you know, sometimes I interview uh, big names. Like recently I interviewed comedian Chelsea Handler. uh, So that's on the recent episode. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, the crazy things that me and Andrew talk about, I mean, I don't know, Andrew, is, is there like a really crazy out there thing that we talked about on the show that you can think of? Um, you know, the funny thing is I can't think of one specific because there have been so many, but yeah. I do remember that we talked about something that I think disturbed me to my core and I had to go drink one night because I was like, wow, I would really do that. And I want to say it was something involving eating something that should not have been eaten. <laughs> I okay. Think, I think I'm just trying to remember, but my memory. Oh, you know what I remember? I, you know what I remember? I remember Andrew saying because, uh, like, we're we're talking about our Dwayne the Rock Johnson affair, and I believe we were talking about like how Dwayne pees in water bottles after he works out, and Andrew says that he loves Dwayne so much that he would probably consider drinking Dwayne's pee. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> is, is that accurate? That is 100% accurate. I was like, well, I think I went to my best friend's house. I was like, I just agreed to drink somebody's pee on the air. I like, <laughs> I just, I just agreed. vodka. To- <laughs> <laughs> about oh, yourself, God. Andrew, where can we find you? You want to tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about and where we can find you? You can find me on all of the socials, just as lifestyle of a gay black boy, or look for AJ Vandertunt. Um, I'm the only Vandertunt that I have seen on social media. So it's mine. It is my name now. No one tries to steal it. Um, and you can even find me on this weird social media app called Zero that's like based in Germany or something. And for some reason, I have a page there, which now I have access to. So you can find me there. Um, but my podcast, Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, first, it is not safe for work. So do not play it out loud at your workstations because you'll probably get fired. Um, it is full of horrible things and good things like sex, drugs, alcohol, work advice, financial tips, and emotional health and wellness. So it gets you a good little balance. And outside of all of that, it's just a moment where you can get into my head and see just how scary the world is. You'll leave with a panic attack, but you'll come back for more. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And I should mention that I think Andrew is going to have me on his show uh, sometime. I think we're going to do something, but that'll be exciting. Uh, But no, I mean, you can find Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy wherever you get podcasts. You can find the Anything Show with John Francois wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I think our socials are um, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Uh, at anything show f-r-a-n-c-o-i-s and uh as far as facebook facebook.com slash the anything show uh so uh we hope you can join uh myself and andrew with this insanity that we do every week and and also yeah i mean i I, i've listened to andrew's podcast it's just fabulous He, he does a great job with it i love it well thank you guys so much for being on the show i hope you had a good time we i had a great time it was my my first time again having two guys so I was not knowing what to expect, but you guys were gentle and I appreciate that very, very much. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I should mention that every month, like uh, on the Anything Show, we uh, give away 
$100 gift cards and anything show with John Francois shot glass and keychains. Like we usually ask like a really quirky question. So the question for the month of November was like, what's on your favorite sandwich? And uh, me and Andrew are actually going to record something after we get off of here and uh, uh, announce our winner for the month of November. So in case people want to win money and merch, we, we, we tend to do that every month on the show as well. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for being on the show. I so appreciate it. Thank you. It's been fun. Listen to The Anything Show with John Francois on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and on Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Now, go lick some sweet and sour sauce.